Welcome to episode 28 of the Battle Academy podcast. My name is Monica. You may know me in game as Anthissa or on social media as Anthissa21. Thanks so much for joining me. I hope you guys enjoyed last week's episode. I had a blast recording it. I, If you did get to listen to it or you haven't yet, I got to do an interview with a few of the guys from Antimatter Gaming to talk about the Nexus League, which is a prize Pokemon Go PvP tournament. Basically means you can win money by playing Pokemon Go PvP should you come in one of the top spots. Now, we did talk about a few different things, including the upcoming Johto League, or Johto Cup. Unfortunately, what I forgot to add to the episode is some crucial information you may be interested in. So we're going to start with that. We're also going to talk about what to expect for the rest of GBL. I would go into detail on Retro Cup. I might still anyway. However, there's only a few days left of Retro Cup standing, so I may not get to all of it. We are coming up on the end of Season 7 of Go Battle League, so it's going to be interesting. There's also some new information. We've got new Pokemon in Pokemon Go now, including Pangoro, so we're going to take a look at Pancham today. And to prep you for this weekend's Community Day, it may be over by the time this airs, but for what it's worth... You pretty much already know Altaria is worth getting, uh, so stock up on Swablu and make sure you get some good ones. Hopefully, there'll be maybe a possible candy reduction, I don't know. But uh, make sure you have plenty of pineapple berries on hand because the evolution being 400 candies is a pain in the butt. So either pineapple berries or rare candy, hopefully. All right, let's start with uh, some of the news I should have given you last week. Uh, We're still on good time for getting you this information. And uh, if you're interested in getting a little more competitive with your Pokemon Go, this is definitely worthwhile. Nexus League is hosting the $1,000 Johto Cup starting May 22nd. Or, excuse me, it is going to be held May 22nd at 1 p.m. And the registration is going to close on the 21st at 8 p.m. You'll have to check in the next the next day, the 22nd, at 12. And of course, this will be adjusted by time zone. The description. The Nexus League by Antimonitor Gaming presents the $1,000 Giotto Cup powered by Facebook Gaming. Take a break from the traditional tournament formats of the Pokemon Go scene with a 96-player multi-stage tournament where players will compete through round-robin pools with the top player from each pool moving to a single elimination bracket for their share of a $1,000 prize pool. We hope to see you in bracket play on May 22nd, but if not, be sure to watch the show multi-streamed to twitch.tv slash antimatterGG and facebook.gg slash antimatterGG. Now, they do have a couple of uh, videos up on their website, and this is nexusleague.antimatter.gg with videos about how to sign up and the bracket explanation. And these are hosted by Horror and Dragonite, a couple of the guys I got to talk to last week, with some registration information as well, how to sign up, how to register your Pokemon, important information on the tournament format, which, as we discussed last week, is pool play going to single elimination. Pools per population, 32 and under, no pool play. So you, so my guess is 
if there are less than 32 people signed up, they're not going to do pools. They're going to go straight to single elimination. 33 to 48 is going to be eight pools with the top eight advancing. 49 to 72, 12 pools with the top 12 advancing. 73 to 96, with 96 being the cutoff, 16 pools with the top 16 advancing. Now, basically, this means you will play in a group of other people. I believe uh, they try to keep it at least six people per pool. And you will play round robin against your opponents. At the end of your matches, the person with the most points or the most wins will proceed on to single elimination play. They will have tiebreakers. It says in the event that there's a tie, a tiebreaker match best of one will be played to determine who moves into bracket play. So you have a pool with six people and two people have the exact same number of points. The winner of a one-on-one -on -one in that situation will move forward. Pretty easy to understand. They also have rules for lag disputes and streaming if you are a streamer as well. And a list of acceptable Pokemon which is going to be everything in Johto region. From Chikorita all the way down to Ho-Oh and Celebi. They are allowable. If it's not Gen 2, don't take it. The prize pool. This is going to be interesting. Top four get paid out. Breaks down as follows. First place gets a $400. Second place, $300. Third place, $200. And fourth place, $100. They also have a list of legalese rules that uh, are there for you to read the fine print and details. And, of course, a few uh, frequently asked questions and I will have a link to this page posted if in the description of the podcast if you guys are interested in taking a crack at the Nexus League Johto Cup and remember you have until the 21st to build your team and get registered and if you don't make a team in time for Johto Cup I do have it on record that there are going to be at least two more cups for the Nexus League. So you can start thinking about building a team for the future as well. And if the previous pattern of the first two cups is any indicator, the next cup will probably be Hoenn sometime after Johto is finished. All right, that's the kind of cool, awesome news if you're still interested in battling outside of Sylph Arena. Speaking of Sylph Arena and Go Stadium and everything going on, I would like to take this moment to shout out Caleb Pang's Cool Cats team for winning the Go Stadium Team Up Tournament. A lot of teams entered, but only one reigns victorious, and the, it is the Cool Cats, consisting of Caleb Pang, Wiley C., Cochino Mum and Aravel. Pardon me if I've miss, messed up saying any of those. Congratulations again, and it's going to be interesting to see what happens going further in the realm of team building tournaments like that. All right, back to your regularly scheduled news. I want to start by taking a look at what's left for the rest of Season 7. Now, Currently, we are in the middle of Master League, Master League Classic, and the Retro Cup. This is going to run, it started on the 10th, and is going to run for at least a few more days to the 17th. And again, the standard rules apply for 
the Master League Classic, no Pokemon that have been powered up with Candy XL are allowed. As for the Retro Cup, I don't have any details, but as far as I know, it's basically the first 15 types. You're not allowed Fairy, Darks, or Steels, so brace yourself to see a whole lot of Psychic and possibly a good amount of Dragons if you haven't gotten into that yet. Um, like I said, it, we're currently in the middle of it, as it is the 14th as I'm currently recording this. And I wanted to originally go in and do some details behind it, but um, I should have done it last week. Being off a week kind of threw a wrench into everything, but I'm trying to get back into balance. So unfortunately, we will not be doing an in-depth on Retro Cup. However, we are going to take a look at what's tops for the next week of play, which is going to run from Monday, May 17th to Monday, May 24th. And all three leagues are going to run. That's going to be Ultra, Great, and Master, all three of them. Ranked play is going to end on the 24th, however, and the last week of play is going to be an unranked Kanto Cup. So ranking will not matter. That'll be kind of interesting. We'll take a look at uh, the Kanto as we get closer to it, probably next week when it begins to, when we're into the triple run before we get to the Kanto Cup. And then of course, season seven will end on Monday, May 31st with season eight beginning in June. And of course, as we get closer, we'll probably get announcements for uh, season eight and what we can expect. And when that comes up, I will take an episode, probably my last one this month to go into looking at what to expect from season eight, what changes there's going to be. And if there's going to be anything else added or taken away, I am looking forward to the unranked Kanto cup because this is a new thing. They're throwing in unranked, just kind of relaxed, casual play, so to speak. Whether or not this becomes a a permanent part of Go Battle League is yet to be seen, but I think it's a move in the right direction because it allows you to test your, your spicy picks for different cups in this kind of play. You can basically have at it. Um, however, it is going to be Kanto Cup, so my guess is it's going to be only the first 151. So you don't really get a chance to use too much spice, but you get to play around with the meta and seeing as you're not going to lose any ELO either way, it, it's worth it to kind of take some risks during that week. So I highly encourage that. But for now, let's take a look at the upcoming Ultra, Great, and Master Leagues. Now, I forgive me for saying it out of order. It's Great, Ultra, and Master Leagues. And I don't know if there's going to be the Premier Cups running too, or if it's just going to be Ultra, Great, and Master base level. And uh, Great League, you pretty much know what to expect at this point. Metacham XL, St Galarian Stunfisk, Azumarill XL. Hopefully with this uh, past limited research day, you were able to get your hands on some good Meryl so you can get an Azumarill built up. They're recommending XL, so power that sucker up with some XL candy if you manage to get any. Hopefully you got at least a decent amount. And uh, let me take a side moment to say PV Poke has gone through some updates and I am loving it. When you go to look at an individual Pokemon, you now get performance 
block that a grid kind of thing that shows you where they best perform at in a visual it looks nice there's also this nice little stat block that's showing up and you get some traits about the pokemon you kind of learn a little bit more about it for azumarill we're finding out that it's extremely bulky and defensive and recommended moves are highlighted Fast move that's recommended is bubble and a little information about it says fast charging. Charged moves, you have ice beam and hydro pump highlighted. And for ice beam, it is described as high energy coverage and hydro pump as a nuke move. So this is interesting. I like the new setup. He's done, excuse me, they have done an amazing job with this. And at the bottom, and I remember when they posted about this going live, is a list of similar Pokemon. Say you don't have enough Meryl candy or whatever to build a good Azumarill, you can go looking for similar Pokemon. Similar to Azumarill are Mantine, Alomomola, Mantike, Ludicolo, Prinplup, Lobre, Wartortle, and Lantern. So this is really, really well done. And, uh, if you click on the similar Pokemon, you could find yourself going down a uh, rabbit hole of sorts and end up looking at a Pokemon you never intended to in the first place. Slot number four for Great League is Altaria, so take advantage of Community Day coming up. Then Jellicent, Bastiodon XL, Defense Deoxys, and Sableye XL, Shadow Swampert, Regular Azumarill, and Regular Swampert to finish. The reason I included Swampert as well as because it's ranked about the same as Azumarill. And that is how the top 10 in Great League are stacking up. However, if you can't build any of these, be prepared to counter them. I always recommend being able to counter these Pokemon. Take a look at the key wins and losses for Metacham, wins against Scalarian Stunfisk, Azumarill, Swampert, Bastiodon, and Toxicroak. However, losses are Skarmory, Alolan Marowak, Defense Deoxys, Altaria, and Alolan Ninetales. And I will forever stand by Alolan Ninetales being a top-tier Pokemon, even though it doesn't show up in the top 10. Definitely worth building if you happen to have one. It does show up at rank 27, so it's definitely worthwhile building. And of course, I will link all the PV Poke information to the podcast description. Ultra League. As per normal, we're looking at Cresselia, Obama Snow XL, Shadow Obama Snow XL, Altered Giratina, Talonflame XL, Stunfisk XL, Galarian Form, Registeel, Swampert, Mandibuzz XL, Steelix XL, and Umbreon XL. A lot of XLs going on. I don't think we're going to see Premier Cup for Ultra or Masters come up. But just in case, what does the Ultra Premier look like? It looks like Obama Snow Shadow Form XL, Galarian Stunfisk XL, Shadow Swampert, Swampert, Obama Snow XL, Mandibuzz XL, Jellicent XL, Ferrothorn XL, Driftblim XL, and Gudra. Brand new Pokemon showing up and doing a pretty good job. So I'm going to take a quick look at Gudra and uh, let you guys know a thing or two about it. Recommended moveset, Dragon Breath, Power Whip, and Muddy Water. It takes wins against Venusaur, Swampert, Empoleon, Charizard, and Dragonite. However, it's going to take losses against Kingdra, Gallade, Shadow Machamp, Snorlax, and Gyarados. So look out for those. 
performance does really, really well as a lead, a switch, and a charger. Does pretty decent as a closer. Has some good consistency and some pretty decent attack stats going on here. Stat-wise, attack is 154.6. Defense, 173.6. Stamina, 150. Overall total, 4029. So definitely worthwhile to work on your goomies and get those built up. Traits, it's listed as bulky, spammy, agile, dynamic, and fast move pressure. However, it's got some cons as well. It's not very flexible and it can be chaotic. Whatever that means, I don't know, but it's interesting. Fast moves available, Dragon Breath, which is a multi-purpose attack, and Water Gun, which is a good general attack. Charge moves are Power Whip, which gives you coverage, Muddy Water, which has a debuff spam and is good bait, Draco Meteor, a self-debuff nuke. It's It works, but it's going to cause some problems. Sludge Wave, which is a coverage nuke. Nuke. It is primarily dragon type, so mono dragon. It has weakness to dragon, fairy, and ice, but it picks up some really good resistances. Water, grass, fire, and electric. Similar Pokemon, if you can't build yourself a Gudra, look for Altaria, Kingdra, Shadow Dragonite, Dragonite, Zoelius, Hydreigon, Shadow Gyarados, or Dragalge. Now, this is really okay, with the exception, of course, of Zoelius and Hydreigon, because unless you've pumped out a whole bunch of rare candies, you're not necessarily going to have those on hand. So, not too shabby, and it hits this stat with needing XL candy pretty good I'm definitely looking forward to trying it out and uh, seeing what I can do with it now let's take a look at what Master League has in store it's got XL Dragonite XL Shadow Snorlax XL Shadow Dragonite XL Mel Metal XL Garchomp XL Togekiss basically if you don't have it XL'd out then you might want to stay out of Master League XL Gyarados, XL Shadow Gyarados, XL Theory, pardon me, XL Therian Landorus, XL Snorlax, and XL Incarnate Landorus. Whole lot of stuff going on here. Uh, Garchomp will be really interesting once Community Day comes around next month. It takes wins on Origin Form Giratina, Dialga, Metagross, Mewtwo, and Snorlax. However, it loses Gyarados, Groudon, Kyogre, Altered Giratina and Togekiss. And it looks pretty solid as a charger and a closer. It has decent consistency. However, do not use it as a switch. It kind of fails there. Uh, 57% performance there. And the again, the performance numbers are out of 100. So it's pretty easy to understand how those work. Stats. Attack is high end. 231. Defense, 174, not too shabby. Stamina, 213, so it can take a hit and keep on ticking, at least for a little bit. XL Candy, strongly recommended. Overall stat score of 8634. Master League is getting bonkers lately, so I'm interested to see what happens going into Season 8. Garchomp Traits, it's bulky, flexible, dynamic, and gives good shield pressure. However, it can be volatile. Volatile, of course, meaning it is susceptible to one or more double weaknesses. It could be a bit of a problem. And uh, we'll take a look at that here in a second. Fast moves. Recommended move is the fast charging Mudshot. Although Dragon Tail is a general one, it, it can do okay, but Mudshot is definitely recommended. Charge moves. Your nuke out is 
your nukes are recommended. Those are Outrage and Earthquake. However, Sand Tomb, which is a debuff with Spam and Bait, or Fire Blast, which is a coverage nuke, nuke. they're not too bad, but uh, Outrage and Earthquake are the best ways to go. It is Dragon and Ground type, with Ground being secondary, has weaknesses to Ice, Dragon, and Fairy being double weak to Ice. This is where we get the volatility. Ice weakness does two and a half damage, where Dragon and Fairy only do 1.6 damage. It has resistances to Electric, Rock, Poison, and Fire being being uh, more resisting Electric than the others. And if you don't have enough candy to get your Garchomp, Try looking at Grudon, Swampert, Therian Landorus, Incarnate Landorus, Excadrill, Shadow Swampert, Shadow Flygon, and Flygon. So this is really, really interesting breakdown we're getting here for Garchomp. I am excited for May 6th Community Day, or excuse me, June 6th Community Day. And uh, hopefully we'll get more information on Garchomp as we move forward and what the move that is going to be put on it is. And personally, from my opinion, if you're upset about Garchomp Community Day because the the shiny form of Gibble is going to be quote-unquote devalued, then you are putting the wrong priorities on Pokemon. That's all I'm going to say. It's not an easily acquirable Pokemon. I actually had a a Gibble house spawn for the very first time ever this past week. And I was excited just to get the house spawn. So for me and for others who do not have ready access to the, the Pokemon that are coming up, even if the shiny already exists in the game, it's fine. It's perfectly fine. If you're getting upset over shiny availability on a Pokemon? Come on, man. Please, er, let it go. Let it go, Elsa. That's all I'm gonna say. It's okay. I'm excited. I'm gonna work for it, and hopefully this means a lot of people are going to get the opportunity for a Pokemon that they may not have had. So I definitely support Gibble Community Day, and I will be covering it and the PvP viability of the special move as we get closer. Alrighty, so we've got an interesting couple of weeks to finish up Go Battle League Season 7, and uh, we'll get the information to you for Season 8 as soon as that becomes available and gets announced, and get into some breakdowns on some of that that's coming up. I'm going to take a quick break. When I get back, I'm going to hit you with the Yevital Raid Guide, so you have that going into next week when Luminous Legends Y goes live. And then, of course, your Pokemon of the Week. I'll be back in just a moment. for my least favorite thing, shameless self-promotion. If you're listening to this episode, thank you so much. You can always check it out on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and any other podcast source. And yes, I am finally, 
up to date with all of my episodes on YouTube. So if there's one you may have missed in the past and are interested in catching up, although everything's kind of time dated, I don't know why you would. But uh, yeah, you can go check it out on YouTube. I try to make sure that everything is current. And uh, if you're enjoying the content there, go ahead, like, and subscribe, and do all the little youtube things. And wherever you're listening to this show, if you're enjoying it, go ahead and give it a review. I know you can on Apple Podcasts, maybe even on Google Podcasts. You can't do it on Spotify yet, though, unfortunately. And uh, just leave a review. Any comments you want to leave perfectly okay would be greatly appreciated. If you have any questions or comments or you want me to cover something on the show, you can email me at anerdblog at gmail.com or check out my Twitter or Instagram and hit me up there as well. Twitter handle is anthissa21, Instagram anthissa.21. And while you're there, you can go ahead and check out my Pokemon Go photos. I recently posted a new one featuring Swirlix. I took a different approach to a Monday theme, and I thought it turned out okay. (laughs) I try to post regular photos as I can, but uh, sometimes things happen and I'm not able to. And speaking of photos, my coffee account is officially set up. I just need to get in there and see if I can set up for commissions. I am going to start taking uh, commissions for cell phone wallpapers. Won't charge any more than about $3 for one if you're interested. And that is coffee.com. That's K-O-F-I.com slash Anthissa. All right. Got the horrible stuff out of the way. Let's talk Yevadol. And this is really, really interesting. I'm excited to finally get these legendaries added. And we're going to start with the raid guide because afterwards we're going to talk about seeing it possibly in PvP. And this raid guide is coming from PokemonGoHub.net and is written by MeteorAsh15. Now this was posted just a couple of days ago, so this is currently fresh. And you can get raid guides from other sources as well. I just prefer using GoHub because it's the easiest one I have access to, and it's never been uh, bad for use anyway. It's never steered me wrong. All right, what you need to know about Yevital, stats and max CP. Eh, Max CP, I'm not really too worried about it. Max at level 40 is 3781. Max at level 50 is 4275. It has an attack of 250, a defense of 185, and an HP of 246. It looks really, really good attack and HP-wise, and the defense ain't too shabby either. It is weak to Electric, Fairy, Ice, and Rock. It is strong against Ghost, Psychic, Bug, Fighting, and Grass. It is typed as Dark and Flying. When you catch, it can be caught with the following CP values, 27, excuse me, 2073 to 2160, 2160 being your hundo, and that is at level 20, no weather boost. At the level 25 weather boost, it is 2591 or 2701, 2701 being your hundo. It is boosted in fog or windy weathers. Your counters, now they don't include shadow Pokemon because of needing to power them up being expensive and you may not have the the frustration TM'd. 
but if you have the, the shadow form, you might want to consider it. Your top tier Yavatol counters are Mega Mainetric and Zekrom, both of which are electric. Mega Mainetric running Charge Beam and Wild Charge, and same on Zekrom. Your next tier include Therian Thunderous running Volt Switch and Thunderbolt, Rampardos running Smackdown and Rock Slide, Rhyferior Smackdown Rock Wrecker, Electrovire Thundershock Wild Charge, Raikou Thundershock Wild Charge, Mega Ampharos, Volt Switch, and Zap Cannon. And then, of course, a couple of Ice thrown in here. Galarian Darmanitan running Ice Fang and Avalanche. Mega Obama Snow running Powder Snow and Weather Ball. Zapdos running Thundershock, Thunderbolt. Terrakian running Smackdown and Rock Slide. Finishing up with Mamosine running Powder Snow, Avalanche. You can also look for the non-Mega forms of these as well. I think they would do just as well. And of course, as long as you keep in with the rock, electric, fairy, ice types, you're going to do pretty decently and not have too many problems. They do say, however, that because it is a rather chunky Pokemon, it is going to require at least five to seven trainers with strong counters to ensure a hassle-free win. So definitely make sure you have enough people in your raid lobby. Move set analysis. Yevatol has this move pool for Pokemon Go. Sucker Punch, Snarl, and Gust are your fast moves. Your charge moves are Dark Pulse, Hurricane, Focus Blast, Hyper Beam, and Psychic. Looking at it just from there, you can already tell these are some decent move sets. Dark Pulse and Hurricane are pretty good, so definitely worth considering on those. And as for Sucker Punch, Snarl, and Gust, you're best bet is probably going to be Snarl. It does decent damage and really picks up energy fast for you, builds up energy fast for you. Sucker Punch doesn't really do as much damage and doesn't really put out much energy either. So Snarl is definitely the better move that you want, but it's also going to cause a few problems when you go into that raid. Gust does massive damage and has good energy gain. However, it is resisted by electric and rock types. So maybe TM that off if you happen to get one that's got gust. On your fast, your excuse me, your charge moves. Dark Pulse is a two-bar move and has stab, same type attack bonus damage. And does neutral to all your main counters. It's going to cause you problems, but that's definitely the move you want. Hurricane has stab as well, and it's not easy to dodge, so it's pretty decent and does damage to electric and rock types, even though they resist that damage. After that, Focus Blast is, yeah, it does super effective to rock and ice, but uh, you can dodge it pretty easily. Hyper Beam, eh, nothing to worry about there. Psychic, mm, not too bad. It will be a frequent occurrence as it is a two-charge uh, Two-bar move. However, it doesn't really KO any of your counters, so there's nothing to worry about. Basically, you're going to look at a very hard matchup, but if you play your cards right, it's not going to be an issue at all. Now, they also did a PvP meta analysis, and man, does it look good. Now, we've talked about what Yevatol is strong against, 
Ghost Psychic, Bug Fighting in Grass, and what it's weak to, Electric Fairy, Ice and Rock. But keep in mind, it also has some good resistances going on as well. Ground Psychic, Dark Ghost, and Grass. And it takes only neutral damage from fighting types, so it's pretty decent setup going that way. Again, the, the stats are looked looking very good as well attack 250 defense 185 hp 246 definitely impressive on the attack and the stamina defense ain't too shabby either again just reiterating what i've said earlier now the move sets when it comes down to is pretty interesting it has the ability to learn sky attack fly and fell play unfortunately pokemon go does not give access to those attacks for yevital so what do we know the fast moves snarl sucker punch and gust snarl is your best bet it has such a high energy output you can hit dark pulse in four turns and dark pulse of course is recommended as your number one charge move to go with sucker punch does okay however it is very very inferior in uh, the energy output not worth considering gust does good high damage but uh snarl just works a lot faster Again, Dark Pulse is mandatory, high damage at low energy cost. It is the cheapest charge move, so you'll get that charged up in four turns. Hurricane is costly energy-wise, but it can do some heavy damage. It is recommended as your secondary move. Focus Blast is considered an alternative. However, it has a very high energy cost, so Hurricane is just better. As for Psychic and Hyper Beam... Don't even worry about it. Don't even mess with those. If you happen to get a Yevatol with Psychic or Hyper Beam, TM those off quickly. Ideal move set, Snarl, Dark Pulse, and Hurricane. It is going to perform wonderfully in Open Master League, as it being a dark type takes good advantage of that situation. It only deals with neutral damage, so that gives it a bit of more advantage or neutral damage from fighting, giving it a little bit more of an advantage that way. It is going to take wins on top-tier meta picks. Metagross, Mewtwo, both Giratinas, Machamp, Conkledore, and Dragon types as well. However, you're going to have some problems with Fairies, Electrics, and Rocks, Togekiss, Magnezone, Tyranitar, Melmetal, and Dialga. So, not too shabby, though. Definitely worthwhile considering and definitely worth getting your hands on a good IV Yevatol. Speaking of dark types, let's take a look at the brand new dark type in the meta, Pangoro. Pancham has recently been released in raids and I'm trying to get my hands on one. Hopefully I can before I end up having to resort to rocket eggs. All right, what you need to know, it is a fighting dark dual type. In Great League, it has an attack stat of 135, which isn't too bad. Defense is 92, a little off the mark, but again, not bad. And an HP of 134, which is pretty good. For Ultra League, the attack is 172, 121 defense, which is pretty solid, and an HP of 172, not too bad. Master League, attack 190, defense 127, HP 182. This 
not bad, could be better. So you're going to want to look at Great League and Ultra League as your best bets for it. It's not too bad, however, Scrafty might be a little bit of a better choice, but uh, Tangoro could be worth considering once you take a look at the fast moves. It has access to Snarl, Bullet Punch, and Low Kick. Snarl is a pretty good choice with the high energy output, as we talked about with Yavital. Your other option, Low Kick, is not that great. Bullet Punch could be worthwhile. Charge moves, it has access to Night Slash, Close Combat, Rock Slide, and Iron Head. All of these look really pretty decent. Night Slash being your best move that you're going to want to have. Second, you're probably going to look at either Close Combat or Rock Slide, as Iron Head has very niche usage, pretty much mainly just against fairies. Now, the article that I'm looking at, of course, is Pokemon Go Hub. It is written by J.R.E.C. Wolf, who I use for a lot of the different breakdowns in, in play and everything. And let me tell you, he did an excellent job breaking this down, comparing Pangoro to Scrafty. And basically, Pangoro is budget Scrafty, but, if, but good and Master League eligible, as it can get the CP high enough and max out for the master both open and xl leagues or open and classic leagues pardon me and reading through this article which i will link in the description of the podcast you definitely definitely want to take a look through this and make sure you get a good pancham if you can it takes wins that uh you might be surprised by Defense Deoxys and Alolan Raichu, Swampert, Sableye, Skarmory, and Registeel as well. Scrafty does not usually beat any of those in the one-on-one, but it's not too bad, especially considering you get Registeel with that win. The Snarl Night Slash combo powers up beautifully, causing problems for Registeel and others as well. Now, it will lose... Alolan Marowak, Meganium, Victory Bell, Dugong, Diggersby, and Wishcash. However, it can beat Awok, the Alolan Marowak, if you spam Night Slash as often as you can. So there is a possibility of picking that one up. Definitely worth running a Great League Snarl Night Slash Close Combat Pangoro if you can't afford the Scrafty. He also talks about the possibility of running Rock Slide instead as your move in place of Night Slash to, uh, you're going to lose Shadow Hypno, Defense Deoxys, Alolan Raichu, Sableye, Registeel, Skarmory. However, you're going to pick up bugs like Galvantula and flyers like Talonflame and Altaria as well. So definitely consider looking at Rock Slide as a possibility. And again, he says there's not really much of a case of for Iron Head unless you want to get an Unshield Charmer. And even in that case, it won't KO them. It just does a little more hit as it goes down. As you get into Ultra League, he makes a case for possibly running Bullet Punch in place of Snarl. And what that can do to pick up some other wins as well such as Mewtwo and Armored Mewtwo. So it could be worth a considering in that a consideration in that situation as well. Very viable with Bullet Punch in Ultra League. Getting 
to Master League, forego the bullet punch and get back to Snarl. It's going to do very well. Still hitting the Giratinas and all the big steals, Melmetal, Metagross, Heatran, and Dialga. With those weak to close combat, if you've got it hanged on as well, Snorlax, Mamoswine, Rhyferior, and Mewtwo as being as you get those that are weak to dark damage. It's it looks so good for Go Battle League, and it's going to do very well in some of the limited Sylph metas as well. We could see a use for it going into some of the GBL limited cups as well. Definitely, definitely worthwhile. Get your hands on a Pangoro. Get your hands on a Yevadol. And good luck with the rest of Retro Cup. And going on further into the rest of Season 7. Alright, I think that's going to be an episode... A little shaky. I'm still getting caught back up and getting everything back into pace. Thank you so much for joining me. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you have a wonderful time of day it is, wherever you're at. I'll see you all next week.